Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. Adjusting headphones and trying to get uh, going here. It's uh, it's a little bit of a, uh, what do they call that? It's not triage, but what do we, you know, the, you know, the ward where they put all the sick people, what do they call that? Triage. No, I mean, that's, that's like imminent injury. There's mm-hmm. another, there's like an area. Anyway, that's kind of what we are in here today. Uh, so if my voice starts, to, you know, Terry Lynn, you got to pick it up. If I, if my voice goes, it's all you. There you go. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> it is time for our City Serve Hour, and uh, I'm delighted once again. Uh, our topic today is going to be uh, very uh, fresh for for the people that are in the studio because you guys just had a great event. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, the transformation that the community is is has been experiencing and will more so. But uh, City Serve, uh, Terry Lynn, we. <laughs> There's a lot going. How are you? How are you keeping up with everything? You know, helping boys thrive. Uh, you know, School Connect, Hope uh, Fest. and then there's this little thing, Hope Fest, mm-hmm. that's a mere four months away. Yes, don't remind me. We're good. Sorry. No, it's all fine. So I'll let you start though. Uh, yes. let, where, where do we need to start? Wow. Well, I'm <coughs> really, really excited about our guest that we have today. Um, Tracy Bill, I'll tell you about her a little bit in just a moment. I don't know. Do you want to start with some of the other stuff that's going Anything on? Anything you so want to do. It's our... your show. It's oh, really it's your show. My, show. Uh, my name is on the marquee, but it's your show. All right. Well, I just want to kind of put a blast out there for an event that's coming up on December 4th. Okay. It's really, really important that we, that we understand, if we're not already aware, that our boys are in crisis. Mm-hmm. They truly are. Statistically, there's no denying it. Um, right now, boys make up about 80% of the school discipline referrals. Boys are four and a half more times more likely to be expelled from preschool. Oh, my goodness. Preschool, that right? sounds like me. Um, 80% of children in school on Ritalin are boys, and it just goes on and on and on and on. And so there's an event December 4th at the Croc Center that's bringing in an expert in brain science that talks about the male-female gender difference and how we can educate our children differently and that when we help our boys we're helping our girls and it's he's amazing and so I just want if you if you're involved with kids in any way this is a must go to event and so I'll go ahead and tell you where to go it's at um, helpingboysthriveaz.org so I just wanted to get that out there and, and I need that flyer do you have an extra flyer I brought you some okay, flyers good, I'll you need are... that for no I'm not gonna be able to remember all that and uh, I remember 25 years ago I was uh, doing mornings at KRDS and we were talking at that time a critical thing that was happening in our culture, and that was uh, feminism mm-hmm. was putting pressure on families and on the raising of young boys that we're all the same. Right. But that's not true. And science we're is all, proved We're, we're all equal. Mm-hmm. We're equal. Yes. We're not the same. Anybody that says we're the same is doing a real disservice to our creator because we're not the same. And one of the things that we talked about was that there was no male rite of passage anymore. You know, the, right. the Jews have the uh, the bar mitzvah to come into adulthood, but, you know, and then the, the driving uh, driver's license was kind of a, you know, uh, a rite of 
passage for some boys right. growing up. It was for mm-hmm. me and everything. But we've just kind of lost that. And we knew 25, 30 years ago that this is where we're headed. Well, and that's what what happened, exactly what you thought. And so now we have to change that storyline. Yeah, Our boys need help. We're going to have a great opportunity. Hopefully we'll have him on Yes. Uh, before then, and mm-hmm. you can hear and plan on being there as well. Helping Boys Thrive, AZ.org. That's Helping Boys Thrive, AZ.org. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to get fully underway in just a few moments. You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. We were just uh, having some fun over the break. God has given me an ability with faces that is incomprehensible for me because I can barely remember my own name, much less anybody else's name, and I have dyslexia, so phone numbers are out, all of that stuff. But something about faces, and I'm going, okay, I know you from somewhere. And it took me, what, four, three minutes fully to finally get it, but I got it. You did. I got it. And it was it. two years ago, a particular event. Terry Lynn is over there going, what just happened? <laughs> She's just like, how did Because I was like, you look familiar. Where do I know you from? And then we started listing all these things. And it's like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, I know. There it is. It's Isn't amazing. that cool, though, how our bodies, mm-hmm. both men and women, God created us. We all have gifts and abilities and talents that are unique to us, but also species-wise, we have unique things and abilities, and uh, that's the reason Helping Boys Thrive, that information is so vital. But that also plays into what we're going to talk about today, because with the culture, with the understanding that there are differences and influences that need to be had, if we as adults are not actively involved in our schools, Mm -hmm. in our communities, in the raising of young people. Mary and I don't have children, but we have opportunities to, uh, you know, to feed into young people's lives, whether it be foster kids or, you know, whatever it happens to be. And we can't just sit back as people of faith and stand on the sideline any longer. We just can't. That's right. You're absolutely right. I am so excited to have Tracy here, um, Tracy Bill, because her passion is literally changing our community and ties into everything that you just have shared. So Tracy Bill is a pastor at Pure Heart Church, and um, she has been doing something for quite a while. Before we met today, we were at Starbucks and just chatting, and I was like, oh my goodness. Um, She's been on such a God journey. But um, it really has to do with our schools and how churches can come alongside as well as businesses and nonprofits and, and adopt a school, come around a school and what that looks like. And so I just want to kind of give Tracy a chance to um, begin to tell the story. But I also, also should say that she's the executive director of School Connect, and we had the most off-the-chart, amazing event yesterday, but you're going to have to wait for that because I want to, I want to get some of the backstory first. So, um, Tracy, can you go ahead and just tell us how this journey began? Sure. 
Um, I was, at the time, a college director for Young Life, working with ASU students and Glendale Community College students. And I would travel around the world with them, taking them on missions trips. And as we did that, I, I started to realize that um, as great as those experiences were, there was also a huge amount of need in our own backyard and that these college students could make a, a dynamic difference in our own backyard and that they could galvanize the community, uh, churches, businesses, artists, nonprofits, uh, to come together, higher education, to come together to make a difference in local schools. So about seven years ago, uh, we approached Herrera Elementary School, which is on 11th Street in Buckeye, and we said, what if we were to adopt you and begin to bring some amazing resources to you? And they said, yes, we would love that. So we were working with ASU downtown, uh, with the vice president at that time, with Melissa Gear, who was also ended up becoming um, a partner with Billy Thrall and CityServe and HopeFest and all that. And so together we began to serve that um, very uh, impoverished elementary school. And um, over time, what we really got to do was develop a model um, based on asset-based community development. It's really the belief that there are resources or riches right in a community to help solve some of the problems of the community. And so we started to gather churches that were right nearby and businesses and nonprofits. And we began to say, all right, what are the, what are the strengths of that school? What's the personality? What's the history? What are the things they love, they're passionate about? And then what are some of their needs? What are the things that are not there? And how do we work together as a community to meet those needs? And so um, we have been working for about seven years to develop a model of how to do that. And that now that is multiplying throughout the whole valley in the state of Arizona, actually. That's exactly right. I, um, I found out about Tracy Bill actually through a friend. Her net's, uh, name's Annette Davis, and she also was involved with Young Life. And she would say to me, you have got to meet Tracy Bill. She mm. is just so amazing. And she would tell me why Tracy Bill was so great. And, you know, the funny thing is that we <coughs> never connected. Um, just life is busy. Mm-hmm. And then one day, and this... Tom, this is when I first began at CityServe Arizona. Mm. It was like day one, literally <laughs> day one. And there was a meeting that was going to be held at Pure Heart Church. Yeah. And uh, Jill Hicks was there and Tracy Bill and Dorothy Watkins and some different individuals to really talk about this adopting schools and this partnership and what it would look like. And I remember this poor principal. I don't know who he was. Who was he, Tracy, that was there that day? Phil Gerritsen, maybe. Phil Gerritsen. Mm-hmm. But very just like, he didn't even know what to think. It was great. Um, yeah. You know, as these people are offering to help. but And so the introductions are going around the room, and all of a sudden, Tracy Bill, her name gets mentioned. And it was like, we're hugging. It was like we'd known each other forever. That's wonderful. Because that's the kind of person she is. She's I'm the person loving. you are. I was going to say, <laughs> I think you. both of you are like that. <laughs> As far as I know. Yes. So, yeah, it was like reunion time. So Mm -hmm. we finally met. We did. And uh, so I feel like in so many ways I got to just watch this journey, which had already built momentum. It was already in process by the time I stepped on the scene. One of the things that, just real quickly interject, because of uh, acknowledging how God brings these connections together that we could never pull off on our own. We'd Mm -hmm. spend months Mm -hmm. trying to make something happen that happens in the hallway, right? Uh, Another thing... It, it, God doesn't work on one facet. Right. When you guys were doing this, I was involved 
or I was introduced to and started to promote uh, some young guys that had this idea about going into high schools and praying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. renting out the gym and for 26 11, hours. My the 11, 11. 11. Yeah. I, I, I brought them all in here to the studio, and I'm all excited because it's young people. They're going in to pray. That's mm-hmm. so in my wheelhouse. And then I was able to go to the last one on November 11, 2011, mm-hmm. uh, there at Central. Yes. And it was stunning, mm-hmm. just the change. So God's doing that. School Connect's running. I mean, all these things, if you doubt that God is for us, mm-hmm. just look around. Right. Just look around a bit. So you, uh, that whole thing with 1111 was really interesting for me personally as well, because it began at the school that my kids went to. Uh. It ended at the high school that I went to, and I was at the very first one. And the very last wow. one, and right after that, I ended up at City Serve, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. it was holy, it was beautiful, it yeah. was like um, you know, it's amazing how often prayer. Well, it's just the way it is. Prayer ushers in mm-hmm. what God plans to do, and those relationships are already in process. Mm-hmm. And then when God says it's time, mm-hmm. it's just time. Mm-hmm. The doors fly open, and opportunities there, and we just kind of grab hold and hold on. And I think that's the story of of School Connect and how it came mm-hmm. to be. Um, right after we did Hope Fest Phoenix, we met with um, Chuck Fitzgerald, yeah. uh, Billy and I, in a little coffee shop, and really we're talking about what next. And uh, Chuck suggested uh, partnering with West Valley um, Human Services Alliance and doing caring for our children and youth. And that was kind of a historic event in what happened as far as who was in the audience. So here's this amazing panel, Tracy Bill and, and, and Jill Hicks and just all these people. I've still got pictures. They're phenomenal. And they're talking to an audience that is from the church mm-hmm. and from government yep. and agencies. And so it was this conversation about, in a big way, mm-hmm. we really can partner together. And I remember the pastor, at Cent- the pastor, excuse me, the principal at Central High School asking the audience, how many in the audience are believers? Mm. And it was a mix of about 50, 50, mm-hmm. you know, so half of the room. And mm-hmm. we realized this is historic. And that's when I really got to hear the passion that was in their hearts. And Tracy, can you kind of take us forward from that point forward? Sure, sure. Um, I think to your point, we actually were watching the Holy Spirit move in our city ahead of us. He was bringing about all these different people um, who had a passion for kids that we could rally around for schools. And so the the season of service actually is what introduced a bunch of us. We realized, oh, we're already doing this. So 11-11 was happening. (coughs) Camelback High School was happening. Central High School was happening on the west side. I actually went to Billy after working at Herrera for two years, and I said, I'd like this to become more strategic. And he said, please meet uh, Dr. Susie Cook, who was the superintendent at that time of the Washington Elementary School District, and Jill Hicks, who was the community outreach specialist for the whole district. And, um, and so I brought my partners together at that point. And it, it was just, it was truly a God moment because as you said, I think we could be working our hearts out and never get there. Mm-hmm. But, but God was bringing all those mm-hmm. pieces together. And then we got to do that um, first summit together with Billy and Chuck and, and all those folks. It was just the synergy in the room of, oh, this is, this is going to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and I think watching the engagement of education into that whole conversation was very powerful. They were really saying to us, we want you 
and we need you. Mm. And that was not something that I think the faith community had heard in the past. Right. And so this was really moving us historically into, oh, if we all learn how to collaborate, how to value each other, how to understand each other's boundaries, appropriate boundaries, then then we can gather around the huge need of kids in our community and and um, make a difference like we never thought before. Tracy, that is so well said. The very fact that the faith community and the public sector learned that we can work together mm-hmm. if we just don't worry about who gets the credit. Right. I mean, it's kind of, that's a simplification on my part, but that's really what it comes down to when churches said, hey, whatever you need. Instead no of, agenda. Here, yeah. we want to do this for you. Right. Well, that's good intentions, but the problem is the you know, the administrators, they're going like, well, what's the catch? You know, what's going on? Right. You know, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that, mm-hmm. but if you just say, hey, I'm here to serve, what can I do? Uh-huh. And, and maybe, and I know uh, at Camelback, the number one lesson they learned, show up. Right. If there's an event, if there's a sporting event, show up. Over-deliver pro- over on you what you're going to yeah, do. Just yeah, just show absolutely. up. And I'm like, hey, uh, I can promote that. I, I can tell people to show up. That's mm-hmm. right. Yep. Uh, this is great. We're going to continue the conversation here. Uh, you know the name of the show is Koinonia. That's Passionate Communion. That's what the early church used as working together. That's what they talked. That's the name of this show. Isn't that mm-hmm. kind of cool? All right. Very cool. Uh, we're listening. Uh, you're listening on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. It's my show, and I get in the way way too much, and I just need to shut up and step aside. I know that. I know that. My wife can tell you that, that I just need to shut up more. Anyway, uh, we were actually headed to break, and I did need to uh, interject there. But that particular meeting that uh, Tracy was talking about, it it wasn't just uh, lip service. Uh, There was real um, uh, tangible things that came from that event that kind of launched the next step uh, in that. So uh, tell us a little bit about some of the things that came from that meeting that, well, in reality, are still being used today. Absolutely. Um, One of the things we created for that gathering was really a brochure on how to adopt a school. And I think sometimes we... um, well, from the school side, they would admit that they're not always the easiest to serve at times, and we needed to be able to hear from them to help people become successful in that process. And we also need to help help the faith community to understand what is it that they really need? What kind of resources can they provide so that there is a synergy where everybody is benefiting from that relationship? And we started to also realize that while there were wonderful pockets happening all over our city with adopting (coughs) schools, we also had to understand that, wow, we are better together when Mm -hmm. we unite all together. And so whether it was pastors, uh, megachurch pastors or smaller church pastors or or nonprofits, we all decided to gather together. It was... um, Almost two years ago, it'll be two years in January, that we brought all of the folks together in the room to start School Connect officially. 
And that meant that we were finally um, all on the same page and saying, all right, let's multiply this. Let's take the models that we have created. And we spent years creating those models. Um, really, basically three different models of how to adopt a school. One is, is really just that one church or nonprofit Christian community says, we want to adopt a school. And that school might have a, a program like Book Pals that they already need volunteers for. And that, that church might just bring volunteers in the pipeline for that school, very simply. Or it might be like the Creighton Coalition that David Zook helps to lead, where several churches in one school district, the Creighton School District, each adopts a school. And then if they have a bigger project that they want to do together, they do that mm -hmm. together. Uh, or the final model is really when you get more than one church, nonprofit, business, to surround a school and adopt it. That's multiple partners. So we have these great models, we have great training, and then we've we've begun to build that relationship with school districts all over the city, all over the state, to multiply adopting schools. Mm -hmm. And it is amazing. Uh, I remember Billy talking about we had would have pastors in here every week with our uh, our salt of the week segment, and we would find. And Billy already knew this. He was he was using the, the I think this radio show to kind of elaborate this, that there were so many churches that were trying to do this, yes. that were wanting to do this. Mm -hmm. And Billy was saying, "Let's not reinvent the wheel fifty times." Right. And I saw it start to gel. And again, getting to be the you know the third party observer. Yeah. It's been fascinating for me to see how this has grown and uh, it, how God has molded it, but because the hearts are pure. Right. The, 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 the service, the, the desire to serve is there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just we've kind of learned sometimes bad habits of what service means. Right. Or there's fears that are there. But, oh, well, the you know public says it's got to be in a separation of church and state, and you can't have anything in school. And, you know, most of that stuff's not true. It's just we've learned to be so cynical mm -hmm. uh, or we've or we're fearful or we're like well you know I'm only one person right uh, and this has been a great growth process to mm -hmm. see how God's really got a plan he if does. we'll just listen yeah and if we'll just serve just do what he says mm -hmm. it can be a lot easier it can there are um, a, a couple of events that happened this fall that I believe are really <coughs> historic for Phoenix. One of them was called Love Our Schools Day. Mm. Uh, that happened on September 19th, and it was in the West Valley um, of Phoenix. We had 14 churches serve 40 schools in 11 school districts with about 2,000 volunteers. Mm. All of mm. those churches had longer-term relationship with those schools. So this was not just kind of driving by and throwing in some service and then mm -hmm. driving away. This was relationship building. But we had never all gathered together to do it on the same day. And I got the privilege to do what you do. I got to drive all over the valley and take pictures and interview pastors and all those folks who were in schools. One of the uh, things that was really cool is 12 of the 40 schools were in the Washington Elementary School District. And Paul Stanton, who is the new superintendent of the Washington District, 
came out that day and went to all 12 wow. schools mm-hmm. to say how much he appreciated um, all of those churches coming out, got to talk with so many people, and I think uh, built a tremendous sense of community and, and appreciation. You know, if I could just add, too, just as it's easy, I don't have children, so I'm not involved with you know school and school processes and things that are going on. But it's very, very easy to become cynical standing to the side and just letting the media report on the next generation. Mm-hmm. You want to change the culture. You want to change the future of this country. You get out there and serve our young people, and you are going to find that you're absolutely going to make a difference. And it's not uh, the young people that are out there. They're willing. They're just looking for truth. They're looking for somebody with a pure heart. They're looking for somebody that is really, really um, not there for themselves, but there to serve. You know, it's amazing how when you do go out and serve and you start to build relationship with these children, <coughs> these kids, you start to realize how how good and kind and loving they are and how much they need our help. I, I, I'm i going to just take a moment here and, and share with you kind of a little ahead here, but... Um, we mentioned at the beginning of the show that there was a big event yesterday. Yeah. And it was off the charts amazing. And there was a handout that was given to all the tables in the room, but it kind of reminds me what you were just saying. And uh, it was from the Search Institute, and it was 40 developmental assets for children, um, grades K <coughs> through through third grade. And it talked about internal assets, and it talked about things like family support and positive family communication and other adult relationships and, and caring neighborhood. And, and, and we sat around the tables and we began to talk about what do we have in our life and compared to what do children have in their lives today. Mm. And it was eye-opening because it allowed for conversation around the table about we all had very unique and different experiences, and some had tremendous strengths, and others had had gaping holes. But when we look at our children today, they're in a crisis. We talked about the boy crisis earlier, but it's a crisis of our children on so many levels. And so um, when, you know, we just have this attitude we can have this attitude that they're just those kids and these out of control kids and this, that, and the other, but you go spend some time with them and your heart mm-hmm. is going to be pierced yeah. Yeah. and you're going to realize they just need some love. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about school connect. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they need love unconditionally, you know, yes. because they have been, uh, I have talked about before that I saw the very first video on MTV in 1981. And, uh, I believe that since that point forward, our culture shifted to a narcissistic upbringing because that was being portrayed as real, as being me, 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 get as much as you can, and it is all about me. And, of course, our parents, they wanted us to have it better than they had it. Yeah. Uh, But that, you know, and at the expense of discipline in some cases or, you know, appropriate discipline, all of this melted into a pot of distrust, the young people, they're like, you know, uh, uh, I, I know that's not right. I know that's not true. Uh-huh. And I can see if you are coming to me with an agenda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can see it. They, they it's, can. it's like a sixth sense for them now mm-hmm. because of what our culture has developed. Mm-hmm. And all they really want, I always talk about, I am the most unhip guy possible <laughs> to be in a room with young people. But I just say that, and then I just say, you know what? What do you want to do? Yeah. You know, what What? What can we do to get? Here's what I know, mm-hmm. and uh, I have a blast. Mm-hmm. 
I have a wonderful time. And that's with no, zero experience, right? Yeah. And it's just about being open and being real, I think. It's true. It reminds me, um, and then I want to give Tracy a chance to talk about that event that we had yesterday, but... Um, some of those early conversations with schools, I was in a meeting, Tracy was there again, um, at Lux and there was a school teacher there and they asked, what, what is it that you need? And I was expecting it would be something monetary, really. Some pencils or, you know, something, right? What they said is we need you at the games. Mm. We need you at those games. That there's kids that come in as high school students, freshmen. They're gung-ho. They're excited. They're going to play sports. And they go, and, and they're at the game, and no one's in the stands, and they've got struggles at home. And by the time they're seniors, they've checked out. Mm-hmm. And so they just said, come and show up. And so as you were talking about, you know, I'm just me, and I'm just this guy. And, you know, but they would need genuine mm-hmm. relationship. They need people to show up and, and show that they care. And I think that that is a message that's being um, communicated so well now. And also that there needs to be relationships that you and I and the people in our community need to s- set aside our differences mm-hmm. and just say, what can we do for these kids? And I think that's part of what makes this school connect um, so valuable, but also this, the conferences that have been held. Right. Right. Well, on a personal level, um, as we were presenting about these developmental assets that kids need, um, I thought about my own life. um, And really, I came from a very broken background. Uh, Both of my parents were alcoholics and there Mm. was some mental illness. And my dad left when my mom when I was about eight. And so I was in a single parent family that was very broken. Uh, not that my mom didn't love me, but mm-hmm. she just did not have the resources to to um, invest into my life some of the things that were most needed. And so when I, I sat down and looked at that list of assets, or I think of them as nutrients that these little mm. seedlings, these kids need, just like uh, soil and warmth and water, um, I realized, wow, there have been many, many, many people who have impacted my life personally and invested in me to make a difference. And and out of that pouring into me, that overflow, I get to give out Mm. to kids now. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Uh, When we come back, we've been talking about this event that happened yesterday. We're going to learn more about it. Also, we're going to get details. Maybe your heart's been stirred and you're like, yes, yes. Put me in, coach. Uh, We're going to tell you how to get engaged, how to be a part as uh, we're moving along very quickly here on Koinonia. You're listening to Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. So we're back, and my name is Terry Lynn, and we're here on Konania with Tom Brown and Tracy Bill, and we're just so excited about what we've been talking about today. We've been talking about School Connect and how we can adopt schools and what God is doing in the city and how he's bringing people together with relationship, and the time has passed so quickly. 
really like has. really fast. And, really and uh, I know that if you've been listening, um, that your heart has just been blessed and blown away by what you've been hearing today. It's life changing. And, and I, I really sense in my heart that you're being touched and you're wondering how you can get involved. And we just like to share a few more stories with you about what God is doing in this city and, 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 and encourage you more that this is a God movement. It's really happening. Kids' lives are being changed and we're seeing the church be relevant in ways in which I think we haven't seen for a very long time. So Tracy, can you tell us about another one of those historic events? Sure. Um, On September 30th, in the Washington Elementary School District, they hosted something they called the Cafe Meeting, which was Community and Family Engagement Night. And they have 32 schools in the Washington Elementary School District. It's the largest elementary district in the state of Arizona. And they are very passionate about having community partners, including faith partners. So in this evening with 32 schools, they invited every principal, assistant principal, social worker, and community outreach person, and faith partners. They had 65 faith partners Mm. so that every school in the school district had a faith partner sitting at the table for that principal and those social workers to talk about how to adopt their school. Mm. The superintendent of the school district was there. The school board was there. This took place at one of the, the feeder high schools at Thunderbird High School. And the principal of Thunderbird was there, and the superintendent of the Glendale Union High School District was there. Wow. And together, we talked about how to make a difference with kids in these schools. It was historic. It was a model that I really hope that other school districts will also adopt because you have the people who care who are right in that neighborhood, the church right across the street, the community partner right there. And they're saying, let's have a mutually beneficial partnership. Let's care about kids. And all of it is a win-win-win. And, it, and it's really a picture of the kingdom of God. When Jesus rules and reigns in a community, children are fed and they have clothing and they love to read and they have their families healed. And all of us are working for a common good. Absolutely. I don't know. She was talking. I thought, I'm going to start crying. Here yeah, we go. Here we go. Here we go. We need to get the little fans out. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I mean, can you believe that that took place here? I mean, I'm guessing if you're like me a few years ago, I thought that something like that was impossible. Aren't there laws against something like right. that? That's what I said earlier. We have, yeah. we have these assumptions that right. just aren't true. But you know what? It's all about relationship, and it's Mm -hmm. about leading with the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when we approach a school or or someone who works at a school, whatever that looks like, it is so important that we just walk humbly. We talked earlier about no agenda, but that we come with a heart to serve and to Mm -hmm. love, no matter what that looks like. And then um, this has been mentioned earlier as well, that when we say we're going to do something that we under promise and over give over deliver deliver. Mm -hmm. right and that has to be the way it's done so that they give us a little opportunity and then we build trust and the door opens a little wider and and what i heard in the in the conference that was happening yesterday is is you know you've really begun to build that relationship and see god move powerfully when it goes from an act of service Mm -hmm. to a relationship right and um can you tell us more about that process and the and what you've been sharing with people another story that is um 
partially tragic, but reveals how much community needs each other. At Palo Verde Middle School, where I have been able to be a facilitator, there are three churches and Young Life College. The city prosecutor's office is there. Uh, businesses are there, nonprofits. All of us have been loving that school together consistently for four years. Things like giving cards of encouragement to all the teachers or literally building a soccer field on the campus yeah. or doing after-school leadership programs for kids or bringing college students in to tell their stories of how they got to college. Amazing things we've gotten to do. And we've at that school, we can say in the last uh, three years, we have seen discipline problems go down by 62%. Wow. And they've gone from being a failing school to just under a B school. So wow. real progress has been happening as all of us have worked together. But just two weeks ago, one of the pastors of that little community, that little collaboration, tragically died on a motorcycle. Oh, boy. We found that out because the social worker was talking with the church because they, um, it was their turn to give a meal to teachers for their parent-teacher conferences, and their pastor had just died. Mm. And so the principal, the assistant principal, the social worker, and myself were at that church that wow. night with a prayer vigil, mm. joining them, loving them. And then I called my senior pastor, Dan Steffen of Pure Heart Church, because I'm the pastor of community development there. And he happened to be at a gathering of pastors in the valley. And one of those pastors said, I had Hal in my youth group when he was growing up. And they were all heartbroken that Hal Schrader had died. And they said they needed church to have a service. And so a few days later, Pure Heart hosted mm. that um, that memorial service. And the superintendent of the Washington district was there. The principals were there. Pastors from all over the valley were there. We all loved each other in the middle of crisis and tragedy. And, and sometimes the stories are so exciting, like, you know, new soccer fields, but sometimes they're heartbreaking and we need each other mm -hmm. in the midst of that. We need the comfort of the Holy Spirit and real love to be happening. And that's a beautiful byproduct of serving in schools. That's mm -hmm. community. It is. Mm -hmm. That's koinonia. That's fellowship. That is, totally is love as God intended it. It is. Mm -hmm. I take a deep breath here. I just, I love the stories. Um, at the School Connects uh, conference yesterday, mm -hmm. there were some pretty powerful stories shared. And uh, um, one of them, oh, I don't have her name here. The um, the school teacher, Salon? No, Sel Selena. Selena. Selena yes. from you. Alhambra High School. Yes. So <coughs> she told a beautiful a story about a, a young woman that she was helping and doing really everything that she could as a teacher to mm -hmm. see that this this young woman would have every opportunity to do well in school but she was very very shy and just terrified of public speaking and and um and how the rag collection was one of the organizations nonprofits there mm -hmm. on that campus and and so they connected her this young woman with with this nonprofit organization and um and then you know time passed about a year mm -hmm. and um the next thing she knows she's at an was it an award event? It was. Yes. I should let you tell the story. <laughs> You're <laughs> but doing this, great. I'm getting to the part that was really impactful. And uh, But anyway, all of a sudden, this young woman is up speaking. And she'd gone from that could hardly say a word to just speaking so boldly and mm -hmm. powerfully. And she realized that she had 
given this young woman all that she could, mm-hmm. but that there needed to be more. Mm. And that when the community comes together, and this time it was Rag Collection, nonprofit organization, that young woman was now speaking with confidence. Yeah. And, um, and so, again, story helps us grasp why this is so important. And, and that's another example of God's working on multi-facets. Uh, Noelle started Rag Collection right. as just a, a way to use her gifts mm-hmm. to serve back to the community and started doing art therapy with young people. Right. Sometimes that's the only way that person's going to get reached. Every organization has a unique gift that Mm -hmm. it brings to students and to the community. They're all so treasured. They need to be treasured and respected and brought together strategically because there's no organization that can do it all. Right. So tell us about this, about the conference. We were so excited. Uh, Grand Canyon hosted us for the second time, our second School Connect Summit at Grand Canyon University yesterday. We had 300 people come, and they were from all the different sectors. We had government people. We had business leaders. We had Grand Canyon University. ASU was there, Glendale Community College. We had um, 98 faith community partners That's there, <laughs> which was fantastic. And then every level and of education in every kind of school, that was public school, Christian school, charter school, because it's our vision in School Connect that the, the body of Christ would care about and adopt every school. Every school needs to be valued and treasured. So we were able to hear a little bit about uh, the miracle of things that have happened in the last year. We have doubled the number of adoptions of schools from last year. In the la- so that was very exciting. We got to hear from um, Daniel Stanton, who experienced what it was to have nonprofits and churches and boys and girls clubs, all those different kinds of organizations make an impact in his life. We got to hear from a pastor, Dan Steffen, uh, how happy he was that he was getting to serve in unity in the body of Christ Mm. in the city. Mm. Last year, he had said, I don't want to be alone. This year, he could say, I am not alone. Mm. We are all working together. And that Love Our Schools Day was such an indicator of that change that was so fantastic. And then we got to hear from Claudio, um, who was the principal of Alhambra High School, and Selena, who was a teacher of the year. Mm-hmm. And so they, it was just a wonderful, wonderful time, not only of celebrating, but of also um, recognizing that everybody in the room had a crucial part to play in collaborating to make a difference. One of the um, one of the things I love about the School Connect conference, and like Tracy said, this was the second one, is that. The, the purpose is to actually move, the, move this concept forward, um, get more people encouraged and engaged and connected. And so the Refuge Cafe mm-hmm. had s- supplied little gift cards for coffee, and I thought this was brilliant, uh, what they did. Um, so it was at the end... Everyone got this little card, little five dollar gift card. Five dollar. You just keep me on track here from girl. the refuge. That's <laughs> from, right. And it was awesome. And uh, anyway, and so then they instructed us to like meet someone, mm-hmm. get on our our you know smartphones, like get something scheduled that we could do together, and then take selfies and post them. Yeah. And what is amazing is that how many people were doing that? That's they were going to connect and talk about how they could do something in the school in their area, and they had us placed geographically. And I think there's something else too. Our younger generation, that's the language they speak. Right. Selfie, so, social, social media, mm-hmm. 
that that is where it, that's where we're going to reach them. And if they see us being in community, what do you think they're going to be able to do? Good point. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, we're we're almost done for the day. We're going to let people know how they can get plugged in when we return, and of course, as always, close in prayer. You're listening to Koinonia. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. All right, Terry Lynn, this hour has flown by, flown by, and it's awesome. Now, if you want to share this on podcast, it'll be available uh, shortly. Uh, Bill will get it, uh, the link up and ready to go on SoundCloud. Uh, but Terry Lynn, how do, if, if somebody's listening and they're going, please tell me how I get plugged in. Okay. Well, I, you just need to know, um, we've been talking School Connect through this whole thing. So it's schoolconnectaz.com. You must go visit the website. There's a phenomenal video on it that just really captures the story so well visually. And also there's all the tools that you need about, we talked about a brochure. It's all that information's on the website and also the models that Tracy spoke about earlier. You can see the three different models that she talked about. So again, it's schoolconnectaz.com. You must go visit it. And then Helping Boys Thrive, got to mention that as well, is um, helpingboysthriveaz.org. And we forgot to talk about, we didn't forget, but we ran out of time. Hope Fest, that's coming up in April. April 16th. Uh, CityServeAZ.com, right? CityServeAZ.com. Yes. Do I have it right? Yes. CityServe, I did it off the top of my head, which is always dangerous. CityServeAZ.com. Uh, we'll talk more about Hope Fest next time. Okay. All right? Sounds great. Uh, why don't you take us out in prayer, Terry? All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you. Oh, thank you so much for this hour that we've had together and how quickly it has passed and God how you have been glorified and how you love our children and God we just thank you for the heart that Tracy has and how you have spoken to her and directed her and given her um, courage and perseverance and just everything that she has needed to 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 really move this forward God you have been um so gracious and kind. And God, we just are so grateful for the different ways in which we're seeing schools transformed. I mean, it's not just about doing this nice thing, which is wonderful and loving the kids, which is wonderful, but we are also seeing the statistic, statistics change, Lord, and uh, 60% improvement in discipline. And, and uh, we know that those kids are being fed and cared for. So Father, we just Thank you for this hour. Thank you for this time. Thank you for Tom, who has provided this opportunity. We love you, Lord, with all our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 What a great hour, and uh, looking forward to being with you again very, very soon. A month will roll around here very quick, Terry Lynn. Blessings to everyone. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360, KPXQ. KPXQ.